Hello, I'm Patrick Keen, and this is the Keen on Things podcast. Welcome to it. I'm your host with the best 30 minutes of sleep in show business. Thank you for joining. 30 minutes a week? Isn't that smart? Isn't that just smart? Everyone going for an hour, right? 50 wise guys chasing the same nickel. Is the line from Donnie Brasco that I love. Um, everyone's going for the hour long or, or beyond. That's a lot to ask, especially this format where I just talk for 30 so many people getting their news, entertainment, mentoring, spiritual guidance from all different places now, right? Podcasts, Clubhouse, YouTube, or, you know, some traditionalists still doing TV. <coughs> um, with all these outlets for media and stimulation, uh, it's like we all live in New York City or Vegas or whatever, Monte Carlo, Hong Kong, I don't know, Tokyo, places that go all night long. Am I, am I right? So, um, yeah, now there's Clubhouse. I did a show with John Lanius this week, and he's a writer and entrepreneur out of St. Louis, and clearly with some experience hosting a show. And it just it makes all the difference in the world. It's not a hangout. You know, God, I hate that. Because a couple of Clubhouse things go four and five hours, and then a new host takes over, and then it's like, is this the same topic? This isn't the same interview. Anyway, um, someone with the experience the timing the projection the cadence the pacing it sounds easy it is not it's a skill comedy's just talking so to you're competing with other people's you're competing with people's time their interests so you got to make it quick which is why i'm running on this same topic for a few minutes um yeah 30 minutes a week that's all we ask and it should probably be shorter if you do make it through these episodes you'll be like wow he does 30 you could probably do 15 and then cut it down to complete silence, which it would be ultimate Zen Buddhism, which is the goal of this whole thing, is to get to complete silence. Um, you think I could just shut up and we'd get there, but no, I have to do this podcast. I, I, remember, the, I remember the quote, comedy's just talking. I remember when they had Anne Hathaway, not Shakespeare's wife, the other, the actress, Batgirl, and James Franco host the Academy Awards, and they just thought it would work. Like... They're just like, yeah, we'll just throw up two people. And you know what? It didn't. It was it was like the worst uh, Academy Awards, which is a shame because they later on went on to win Academy Awards subsequently uh, years later in whatever roles. I don't know if she, he did, but she did. Uh, don't underestimate the hosting position. A lot of comedy clubs do that. We'll just throw up a beginner. You're going to throw up someone that's been doing it for two, three months, even two and three years? Get someone up there that knows. Right, it makes a whole difference. Then the middle act isn't climbing out of a hole, and then the headliner can have a nice, better show. Stand-up traditionally has the MC, the middle act, or the opening act. Um, the opening act is actually the MC and the feature, but it usually is the MC, then the feature or the middle, and then the headliner, the last person doing 45 minutes. Uh, it generally bleeds into an hour. You have an hour and a half show ideally, but those go long sometimes, especially if it's a crazed audience or a show starts late. Or it's uh, a big name. Don't underestimate the hosting position. I remember Bill Maher making fun of that on an episode of uh, Bill Maher. is not politically incorrect, but uh, whatever his HBO show is. Why am I blanking on that? Am I blanking on more things as I get older? Is that just happening? I think because there's more stuff in there. We're not necessarily like dying. Uh, Bill Maher... Um, it's not politically incorrect. That was his ABC. How do I remember a show from pre-01? But I can't remember. 
whatever his show is now. Anyway, he was commenting on it, and he's like, comedy's just talking. Um, and it's not, right? There's specifics to it, specific desired response. Uh, so, yeah, all these outlets, just fantastic, right? And then someone comes on and tries to ask for an hour of your time with their podcast. Good luck. With all the podcasts, YouTube, social media apps, you're competing with people's time, man. You're competing with every great writer, every great film, every great video game. You better come correct. I, I shouldn't even have 30 minutes. So anyway, that's why I do the half hour, and even that's too long. I'm getting complaints. People want it shorter. People want it off the air. Nobody wants it off the air. Um, now I have to look at... Now i got to find Bill Maher's show. Um, people protesting outside my one-room apartment in South Orange County, wanting me to stop. People threatening me, guys, leaving me notes on my car, my 2014 uh, Toyota Camry. Absolute insanity. Not stopping. Going to keep doing it. Keen on things. Thanks for joining. Uh, this will be the first episode where we focus on one topic, one through line. Episode 63. It only took us 63 episodes to get here, which, uh, you know, sometimes it takes 63 episodes. Uh, so this is the first time we'll do it. Like the head, I feel like um, the head of the Senate Judiciary Committee and Godfather 2, we finally have an episode, ladies and gentlemen, that is about one thing. Finally, someone has come forward. A family member of the Corleone family has come forward, Frankie Pentangeli, and given us testimony, sworn testimony, and uh, he would eventually go back on that, and they wouldn't be able to follow through, and the Corleone family gets off scot-free. Um, but uh, anyway, fortunately, our friend was just hung over, so it was all self-induced. I have no idea what that means. Okay. Um, so yeah, so this is the one episode where we're going to have one topic. I want to talk about peace of mind. Joyce Bodell, my friend's mother passed, um, a while ago. We just celebrated her memorial service this past week. So she passed and it took us 15 months to wait it out. Right. And we had the tribute last Monday at St. Timothy in Laguna Niguel where, uh, she went to a majority of her masses over the course of her life, uh, her adult life from Michigan, from Bay City. I hadn't been to St. Timothy in years. The renovations on some of these churches are just amazing, and I think all of them have gotten it. But I remember it, it feels like what it was was a hall before as compared to what it is now. St. Timothy, St. Killian's um, are two parishes in our area that don't have adjacent schools attached. It's always interesting when a church and what school is it. Like my grade school is St. Catherine's, St. Nicholas, but both those churches were both down the road. So they weren't really attached, kind of. I think I was in St. Catherine's Church twice, once with my family and once for First Communion or something. I was like, oh, we had, there's another one of these? Because we were going to St. Nicholas, we were going to St. Killian's. Anyway, fascinating stuff here. Um, I don't think many people identified with St. Nicholas. It was over kind of in El Toro, Laguna Hills area, more retirement community. Maybe people still go. I don't know. Um, it eventually just became St. Catherine's, which we were all calling it anyway. Nobody was saying, oh, I go to St. Catherine, St. Nicholas. So the drop-off was great, I thought. I was like, cool. Uh, my sister's name was Catherine. It was better for me. St. Edward's, Mission, Fatima were all schools and churches, guys. Just amazing locations in South Orange County here, amazing views. Uh, San Juan, San Clemente, Dana Point. And, yeah, so they all had adjacent uh, schools. So funny right 
Uh, I, I remember I was at St. Timothy's once by myself for some reason, for a mass. I don't know why. And afterwards, Joyce Waddell happened to be in the same mass. It was either a Saturday night or a Sunday morning. She came up to me and she says, what are you doing in here? Oh, my God. I was worried the walls were going to come down around us. Very funny, right? Very funny, naturally. Clearly uh, another result of Chris and Todd, her sons, telling stories about their friends, but always leaving themselves out of those stories, even though they were present, in fact, withholding the part about them being involved. Yeah, Mom, everyone went to Tijuana and got in trouble. Yeah, the cops came and busted everyone at a party in El Toro. Always failing to mention they were there, right? She must have just loved how clean of a record uh, the oldest daughter, Tanya, had. No blemishes, just amazing. Just went, went right through, no problem. Uh, anyway, so she passed. It was a great tribute we had. She lived an amazing life. You know, it's so I want to talk about this for a second. We spend millions of dollars uh, on exercising, diet, investing, self-help, books, uh, retreats, therapy, all this stuff, right? You know, to improve yourself, it, better clothes, better fashion, new circle of friends, new hangout, new car. And, and what we're ultimately after is peace of mind. You know, we buy things we don't need, working, chasing, whatever, to get the peace of mind. The woman, um, the, the girl, if you're the guy, the guy, if you're the girl, or whatever, you know, whoever your interest is. Peace of mind. You know, it, it's it's what everyone's after, right? I see rich people, L.A., successful comics, industry, whatever, entertainers, but they're not as um, sought after as, like, someone who's got peace of mind someone who's comfortable in their own skin you know as big as the jimmy kimmel show was everybody wanted to be around andy fisher the director because he was just so pleasant and fun and funny and just good in his own shoes in his pocket and in the pocket in his own skin you know peace of mind it's the top of john wooden's pyramid of success it's the top it's the or is it the bottom i think it's the top yeah that would make sense because then it would be the only thing up there right if it's at the bottom then that's not as impressive because there's other blocks down there. Maybe do the research before. Um, time. It's, okay. Bill Maher's show is called Something Time. I feel like Something Time. Crazy Time or no. Wow, this podcast is just now about basic shapes and callbacks to shows that you forgot about five minutes in the episode. A pyramid. I can't even get a pyramid straight. The, the podcast is at the bottom. My podcast is at the bottom of John Wooden's Pyramid of Success. And it's the only thing out low. Peace of mind, okay? So Joyce Bodell, this woman, raised three kids, all doing very well in life. Happy, successful marriage. Happy, successful life. Happiness. On her terms, guys. She was raised Catholic, but she made it her own. She didn't just blindly follow. All right? Catholic was part of her. It wasn't every part of her. Spirituality was bigger than her catholicism or whatever however you want to look at it she did it on her terms she was surely independent in her thoughts and her lifestyle polish catholic from michigan made her way west in her early 20s or whatever i don't know that she has much college i i never knew like my mom has a year i think maybe i don't know if she completed that first year of college i don't know if joyce did um but she always had peace of mind, and she had intelligence. She had wisdom beyond intelligence, beyond information and intelligence. There was wisdom. I went to Polka, the restaurant, the, the Polish restaurant there in uh, Eagle Rock, a couple of years before, a couple of years ago, about ten years ago. It was a couple of weeks before I was going to Joyce's niece's wedding in Michigan. 
So this is 10 years ago. And I told the waiter, hey, I'm going to a Polish wedding this summer. And his words, I kid you not, were this. He said, you're going to a Polish wedding this summer. Chicago or Michigan? That's what he said, Chicago or Michigan. Very funny. Very funny. Very good timing. And he was right. It was Michigan. He didn't even say Poland. I have a passport. I could have gone. Joyce Bodell was Polish Catholic from Michigan. Just amazing mom, wife, woman, human person. She was a second mother to many. It would be redundant to say that because she was a second mother to many uh, of the kids' friends, of the nephews and nieces. She was like she was more than an aunt, right? Um, yeah, it would be redundant to say that. She was one of nine or ten kids. So she was an aunt to about a thousand people because it's big Michigan families. Grandmother to six. Family friend for a long time. Great gambler, smart, great with numbers, very forthright, confident, mature, strict when and where necessary. Funny as hell. Sister is a nun, Mary Lou, fantastic woman, saw her at the service. Very funny. Um, everyone wanted to be around these people. Joyce, Mary Lou, everybody wanted to be, they traveled a ton together. I don't know, again, if Joyce had formal education beyond high school. Grew up in a different time. College and grad school became more common into the 80s. Uh, I feel like now I'm, a, I'm someone in the 1950s who went to high school. Because I went to college, I didn't go to undergrad. Undergrad seems to be more of a thing. I don't know. Um, Joyce was out of high school probably around the early to mid-60s. Which, in a way, this all makes her so much more impressive to me that she didn't need all this formal training to have all this wisdom, right? Uh, she never had a haircut that was out of style. She always stayed hip. She always looked good. Diet, every, just so steady. Very graceful in all social interactions. It didn't matter which heavy hitter group she was with or how much someone was down on their luck, you know. Whomever she was hosting in her house, she was comfortable in her own skin. Didn't even need to be there. Could be uh, out at social gatherings. Was never faced, right? Really special person. It's a very special person. Um, just so seasoned, so secure in who she was. More so than people who have all the money in the world, who I know a few of them, now don't handle themselves socially or can't manage their lives as well. But she could. And her peace of mind, that kind of peace of mind, is what we all desire. She was a pillar of the community. One of the last streets where everybody knew each other and played on the street and families got together and looked after each other's homes when they were out of town. Um, and it wasn't just like three and four and five families. It was like over 10 families knew each other for years, decades. And you just don't see it much now. And it just makes you think, are people born with that? Does their entire family have that, you know? Is that a special seed that only hits one out of every 10 kids? Is it achievable by us mortals? I don't know. Can I get there? Can you get there? Are we already there? You know, to me, it, it just makes it, it, it was, I was always so impressed that she just, I'm like, is there a sage back there in the back master's master bedroom, you know, where, where your parents stay and they're doing yoga and they're educating her on this life. And I don't know. I don't know. Received her education from family and upbringing in Bay City, Michigan. That was enough. She was ready for life. Just effortless, man. Open spirit, headed west, loved life uh, to the end. And Tanya did a great little tribute. The daughter did a great little tribute to her, just saying, this is my journey. Like, you can't come. 
like this is a healthy level of just what kind of what we all need to be at. It's like, Oh no, this is, I'm going now. I did my best with you guys. I mean, just such a, 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 a spiritual, spiritually savvy and strong person. Nothing stayed on her shoulder, no chip on the shoulder, brushed off, you know, just come out and say it very healthy. Doctors study that. I mean, psychologists, psychiatrists, doctors study like, this not keeping stuff on the shoulder you know you don't need antidepressants or therapy you just need a shot at joyce bodell dna you know so it was just um just someone who was comfortable in her own skin very zen it's just funny how much searching we all do and this person and others in our lives are just secure from the beginning that's all that's all which is very impressive um where are we here Wow, we're half we're more than halfway through. Okay. Uh the most Zen thing ever said in film may have been Damone in Fast Times at Ridgemont High when he's telling Rat, his little buddy. They both work at the mall. I think Damone, he works at the movies, the girl he likes works at the pizza place, whatever. And Damone, I don't think Damone has a job in any shop. I think he's just going around selling concert tickets, you know. Um, his little buddy, you know, he gives us his buddy advice on dating. He says, you know, no matter where you are at, that's the place to be. Isn't this great? As he puts his arm, uh, demonstrates and puts his arm around a cutout cardboard figure. So many people have FOMO, fear of missing out or whatever, you know, not to moan. Wherever you are, that's the place to be. No need to go anywhere else. No need to have anyone else around. This is it. What more do you need? And you, you, we always, you know, you want that level of comfort, of satisfaction with yourself. You don't want to need a relationship to complete you. Okay? Another piece of advice Damone has, always order for the lady. You know, the lady will have a, a, lingu- a linguine with clam sauce and a Coke with no ice. And number three, and the most important, (laughs) always listen to side two of Led Zeppelin 4. I think that's it. Um, But that's just such a great lesson, right? We're here now in time, and this is what it's all about, is the moment, the present. You know, let's stop planning, all that stuff. When my buddy Dave Shear had his first child with his wife Molly, uh, it's obviously just the three of them with their first child, daughter, she was a feminine child. And he said, this is it. I'm. This is me. This is my whole world. And it's great. Two people caring for a little girl, little soul. He'd say, uh, it felt so right to be just with the two of them at night. Like they're making dinner and watching her. And that's their world. And I kind of got it. I get it more now uh, in my older age. But I kind of got it then. I was like, oh, yeah being in tune with the present. I haven't been much. I'm always kind of finicky and panicky about our things getting done. I think once in an angel game, right after I rehabbed my knee, I was there with Dave Nixon surge. And I felt like really, I felt like, Oh, I'm really happy with the present. Uh, I'm really in tune right now. And I'm just happy for this moment. And then another time most, and then another time was uh, when I was in Bangkok and with a group, it was my buddy, Chris, whose mom we're talking about now. And our buddies, uh, was it Anthony and, uh, yeah, our little group. 
was like six of us, some from England, some from Sweden, and uh, us. And we were going hard every day. And we just woke up. I, w- I woke up one morning, and I just felt all day, I just felt so dialed, so in the present. And it shouldn't take alcohol or to be wasted to get to that. You know, Even Toll talks about that, where you want to rise above overthinking. You don't want to come below it. I think doing the drugs and all this stuff, thats you get away from overthinking, but you're below it. You, you're not above it. And uh, anyway, two times in my entire life have I been kind of in the present. Some people spend their whole lives there and do well. I uh, do too much obsessing. Uh, that calm, that security, you know. Anyway, uh, so we celebrated Joyce's life at Bistro K, our friend's restaurant, Laguna Niguel. Just makes such a difference when you know the establishment of where you're celebrating the person's life at. And a uh, ton of people came. ton of grade school folk, high school folk. Um, just insane, right? And it was good to see other people. It was good to see other people see other people. And just watch. And not have to be connecting them. But they connect on their own terms, and it's beautiful. Because um, I like that. I like sitting back and watching. I like it, I think, even more than performing the comedy sometimes. I like being in the back of the room. Well, I've got a good group in there. Maybe they came to see me, but now they're watching the other comic. And uh, I can take satisfaction from their satisfaction. You know. Because I feel like I have to maybe connect people too much in life sometimes so it's just fun seeing people from so many corners of your life connecting and reconnecting i mean come on we had a 90th birthday party at the same place bistro k for katya's dad tony about 36 hours before we had the tribute for joyce and we're right back at it it was 36 hours and then it was 48 hours because it went so long into monday night joyce's tribute naturally Todd was there from from iFinancial and uh, and Tanya as well. There's a great video we all watched. It was a beautiful turnout. It was a beautiful tribute. Uh, Friends stayed late. Was it Chris Pugh that put together the video? It was just amazing. He did a great job. You could tell it was done with love. And the music was fantastic. It was like acoustic version of like 80s rock. It was just great. But, you know, stuff from all time periods. Couldn't have asked for more. A complete life for sure. Very loved. Will be very missed. Uh, R.I.P. Joyce Bodell. The great Joyce. Akshay Jacques Bodell. Into the next realm. Into the great beyond. Um, She had good timing. She got out right before the pandemic hit. Did not want to be part of this funk, death, depression that so many uh, have fallen into. Right? Um. So anyway, a life very well lived and a great like example and beacon. You see that and you're like, oh, okay. Like, look at what living respectfully did. Look at who it affected. Look at who it brought out. Uh, just like living art. You know, we give awards to Heisman Trophy winners, people that win championships, business awards. Uh, do we give him enough humanitarian awards? I mean, we do, but it's usually someone that donated or someone that did a specific thing. But we don't give... Um, Nobel Peace Prize, stuff like that. We don't necessarily recognize just kind of great people. And if we do, that's still not held in high enough regard. Um, and when it, look, one of the things when you die in your 70s or 80s, a lot of your friends have died or else, or else your memorial services would be at capacity. A lot of times, younger people, there's funerals for a younger 
person in some tragedy, which is terrible. And it's good that it's a packed house, but the good news is they didn't grow old to develop too many enemies or to lose friends to death. So the church is packed sometimes for younger people, teenagers and beyond. Um, once you get in your, I remember my grandma Keen lived to 92 in Toledo and it was, it was well attended funeral when we went back to back in O2, she died in O2. Uh, but she just outlived so many people, um, that, you know, naturally they, they weren't at your funeral or maybe they're there in spirit and, you know, that great realm. Um, wow. Fantastic. Right. So, um, grew up with her and then lost another, uh, we had a tribute for another friend's, uh, mom, Steve August. Uh, yeah. Jesus. Did I even know her name growing up? Was it Carol? We lost her, um, a couple weeks ago and she was in her late seventies had lived in Vegas, but I grew up with Steve August. who's a great guy. Uh, he went to uh, Newhart with me for a year and then Capo. And then we've re- reconnected in orange County here. And he had a great tribute there at O'Connell, which I didn't know they did memorial services there. And then we had a little something at Costello's. So I began and ended the week um, with memorial services for friends, mothers. Very good, very, you know, very uh, well-loved people. My buddy Steve's mom on her own raised four, her four sons, uh, well, with the help of her mother. But uh, she was a single mother and raised those boys. And just uh, tough, rigid from Chicago beautiful and loving she so smart they talked about this at the memorial she just bought the boys a pool table and she's like i got four boys they play sports they you know they're gorillas i'm buying a pool table and if they drink they'll at least drink it that'll that'll increase the odds that they drink here you know and friends can come here and i can keep an eye on them i remember going over there with carlos forster in high school we're at a party and carlos says you somehow steve august's name comes up and I was like, yeah, I know Steve. I remember him. He's like, dude, that's one of my best friends from grade We went over. We left the party. We went over to the August house just to see if we could find Steve. No cell phones. No internet. And he wasn't there. And she just let us play pool. Without any sons there, we were allowed to go in the garage. She's like, yeah, sure, go play pool. And so Carlos and I were playing pool without <laughs> Steve there. Anyway, fantastic. Just fantastic episode, I'm sure. Um. And what else did she do? Oh, she wasn't a drinker because she's like, yeah, one drink is the price of a meal for one of my kids. So uh, she got into cruise ships later with some friends. She'd go on cruise ships and maybe do a little more drinking, but she was a bowler, an avid bowler all her life and uh, did very well at Saddleback Lanes. And she would tell Steve, who still bowls on Wednesday nights, shake hands with the pins. Like you're letting your elbow come out. I'm like, how the hell can you see that? But uh, the little bowling I did in my life, a lot of it was in seventh grade with Steve when we went to Newhart together. And he still does Wednesday nights. I can never get him on a Wednesday night to come to a show or anything like that. So um, two great women. Yeah. So, yeah, thanks for thanks for bearing with me. They were two uh, friends of mine, and uh, I'm just reconnecting with Steve now. But I really knew Joyce um, a lot over the years from a young age. Um, so, yeah. Thanks for being with me on that. It looks like we're maskless now. So, okay, I get it. On several occasions, I've looked around and been like, oh, yeah, I'm the only one with a mask. The gym, the AMPM near my place. So weird. Bars, restaurants. I don't, are we free? Is this allowed? I don't know. I feel a little like we're breaking the laws. My office feels good. So, um, so that's all. We made it to 28 minutes. I finally came up short of 30 somehow. 
How did I do that? How did I do that? Okay, um, I did watch a little basketball this weekend. I haven't been really watching basketball playoffs, um, but I saw three game sevens, and I'm like, oh, this if, if it were always game seven, you got to watch. So there were three incredible game sevens. The Clippers are in the semis. I don't know when they've ever made it to the conference finals like this. Uh, Phoenix, I can't remember when the last time Phoenix was there. Atlanta and Milwaukee. I think Milwaukee hasn't been there since maybe the 80s when they were going at it with Bird. Like in the mid-80s? Just after the Sixers, just before the Pistons and Bulls? Maybe? Fascinating stuff here. So NBA is just the one area where I I like the offseason better. Just the moves and the drama. I just just don't know that I connect with a lot of... uh, I don't know. Everybody's crying after every foul and stuff like that. Still like college basketball, though. Okay, uh, that's it for this episode of Keen on Things Podcast. Um... Thanks for joining. Follow me at, uh, was it Keen of Comedy on Instagram? Uh, I feel naked without the ads, but I really wanted to go adless. I really wanted to try it. It's not like I was bringing in a lot of revenue with the ads, but uh, I want to do this and I wanted to stay on one theme, kind of did. And uh, that's all. That's it. Tell your friends, 30 minutes a week. Sometimes it's 29 and a half minutes, just like it is today. 29.30, exactly. Love you.